The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. It was evening on the day Jesus rose from the dead, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in the mark of the nails, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. After eight days, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written, so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in him. The Gospel of the Lord. The Sunday after Easter is called Divine Mercy Sunday, and it's on this weekend that we reflect on the great mercy God has shown to his people, including us. The greatest mercy God has shown surrounds the suffering, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But the gospel this weekend gives a great example of what this great mercy of God looks like in practice by exploring how Jesus treated his disciples after they mostly abandoned him in his weakest moment. Though the apostles may have abandoned him, we find that Jesus never abandons them. At the beginning of the gospel, we find the disciples are in hiding. The writer says they were in hiding out of fear of the Jewish authorities, but we might imagine how they may have hidden themselves out of guilt for abandoning Jesus or out of fear of how God might be looking down on them 
after they abandoned his son. And so we can see them putting up all kinds of barriers to hide away. After turning away from God, Adam and Eve, too, hid themselves away out of fear. Well, but Jesus passed right through locked doors, through fears, regrets, guilt, and even grief and mourning to be with his disciples. And when Jesus appeared to them, he didn't chastise them for turning their backs on him, nor did he tell them that he was disappointed in their choices. Instead, at this and every encounter after, Jesus offered his disciples his peace. But the mercy that God offers his people didn't stop there. Not only does Jesus offer peace to those apostles who had earlier abandoned him, as the Father has sent me, so I send you, Jesus told his followers, inviting them to share in his mission. For the apostles, this request meant that Jesus still considered them to be trustworthy followers. It meant that despite any previous failings, despite betrayal or their denial of him, uh, or any way that they had failed or fallen, they could still call themselves his followers, Christians. For us, this merciful request, the, the sending of the apostles into the world, means that Jesus continues to reach out to each of us and to every person, to the saint and sinner alike, to those for, who forget about him, for those who doubt him, and even to those who would crucify him again or pronounce him dead. There may be moments when we too abandon Jesus, maybe because we are embarrassed of our faith or of our church or certain people in it, or perhaps simply because we forget about our need for his work in our lives or become overwhelmed by temptation or the concerns of the world. But just as he never abandoned his disciples on the first Easter, Jesus never abandons us. The mercy God offered his disciples continues to be offered to us today. And Jesus has left for us three signs, three reminders of his never-failing mercy. First, we have the sign of the apostles. As time went on and the church grew, those first apostles appointed successors and priests to share in their mission. The apostles, they're still with us today. There are bishops. They're imperfect, but they're men chosen by God to carry on that same mission that Jesus gave on the day of his resurrection to spread the good news to all the world. Next, our Savior has given to the apostles and the priests who assist them the power to forgive sins in his name. When he told them, if you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them, the sacrament of reconciliation began, and it became possible for any person, anywhere, and at any time to receive the forgiveness and peace that only God can offer. The apostles are now able to take the peace that Jesus offered to them and in turn offer it to others. It's a way for the, the last bit of the Our Father to be fulfilled. 
Those who search for the peace of God need only turn to the sacrament of reconciliation to receive his promised peace. Finally, Jesus gives us a sure sign that he will never abandon us, the sacrament of the Eucharist, which began at the Last Supper. This is my body, this is my blood, our Lord tells us, making it possible for him to be present in the world until the end of time. We don't have to go to a temple in some far distant land, nor do we have to be highly educated, rich or poor. We don't even have to be conscious for him to be present to us. And even when faced with the greatest distractions that life can throw, we can come and receive Jesus here. It's a true sign that Jesus never abandons his people. Sometimes it can be easy to forget about the mercy God offers, and we might begin to despair. We might find the struggles of this world very draining, and we might even doubt God's love or his his importance in our lives. St. Thomas the Doubter overcame his hang-ups only by being open to the signs that Jesus offered, and only by turning to the presence of the risen Lord could he receive the peace of God. Likewise, if we too wish to receive God's peace, if we too wish to believe that death has been conquered, and if we too wish to be witnesses of the mercy of God at work in the world, we need only turn to the signs that Jesus offers today and to his presence in the world, find especially in these sacraments of the Eucharist and reconciliation. God of all, your people come before you, crying out against a great many threats from the world. We ask that uh, through the Holy Spirit we would recognize your signs among us, that we would recognize the presence of your Son and the continued mercy that that you demonstrate to your people today. May we point these signs out to others and trust in you always. These prayers we make in Jesus' name. Amen.